Welcome to Chapter 40 of our podcast. Today, I will sit down with Dan Duran, actor, voice artist, and jack-of-all-trades, to discuss his recent visit to France with partner Lisa. We will review how to become a saint and talk about the many things the French miss when they leave France. This is Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic. So the other night... Um, I let the dogs in. It's it's getting so dark early and uh, so light late in the morning. Do you notice that? Oh like yeah, it's just well, that's that's normal. It's I uh, know it's normal, but uh, so I let I let uh, the dogs in, and I noticed that Brad was and it was dark out. He was uh, like s- sort of scratching his face, and then he'd go into the carpet and rub his face, and he was bam bam with his mouth, and I'm going. All right, what is this? I, I now I I knew it couldn't have been a skunk, but it, that it was the same kind of reaction as when Yankee got blasted by the skunk. He was really concerned with his face. Uh, but there are no skunks here, and there are no porcupines here. So I'm wondering what the heck. So, because he really was acting strange. Well, he wasn't the only one. We heard Anna oh. bark in a really different manner. Like you get to know your dog's bark. And, you know, oh, like someone's coming, bark, bark, bark. Oh, I see a deer, bark, bark, bark. But this was a strange one. Like she was freaked out. Yeah. It, and it, it, it just sounded different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, got them all in. And so I walk out there with a flashlight and I call you out to come and see what I found. Mm-hmm. And it was like, uh, what are those things in the ocean with all the spines? The uh, r- urchins. Yeah. It was like a round urchin with spines. And you would think that I would have seen one of these in all my life in the prairies and in Ontario and the country. I'd never seen anything and I like balled up like this and I just kind of nudged it with my foot and it was light as a feather. So I thought, well, the heck? And it rolled down, it rolled down the embankment a bit. So I went and looked it up. It was a hedgehog. Hmm. Little our, Brad got himself mixed up with a hedgehog. That's our first hedgehog. That's our first hedgehog. So I'll show you. I took a picture of it while it was just kind of curled up there in the driveway. I have never seen any. And those little spines, they don't look like a, a whole ton of fun. No, but thank goodness it wasn't a porcupine because we, we've uh, had that experience before and that's not fun. No, we've been through that with, uh, oh yeah, we've been through that with Sam twice. And, and didn't, didn't and Ripley. Ripley. Yeah. yeah. He, he saw what his older brother did and he goes, oh, that looks like fun. Let yeah. me do it too. And then Sam, hey, it was so much fun last time. I think I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Dummies. Anyway, so it's kind of how our week started last week with a little hedgehog experience here in France. So a big holiday is coming up. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's called La Toussaint. <laughs> Translated is All Saints. Yeah, we Day. have to we have to explain because big holiday coming up means nothing in France since it happens almost every week. <laughs> so you have to you have to define the holiday. Well, this is a big one. I mean, schools are closed for two weeks. They just open. I know. But from October 22nd to November 7th, they're closed. And France ha- have the schools divided up into three sections. There's the A section, the B section, and the C section. What does that mean? Oh, I know what C section uh, means. <laughs> no. <laughs> they're grouped together by, by location. And, okay. and um, all three are closed down for the same dates. Ah, I And see. the same applies for the next holiday, which is also two weeks. Oh, that's the Remembrance Day one, right? No, it's Christmas. So they're back. They're back on November 
7th, and then they close on December 17th for two weeks. Oh, the schools. But there's yet another holiday on Remembrance Day on the 11th. I, I don't know if it's the 11th here. It is. It is, yeah. I, yeah, I found it out. Um, it, it, it brought me to thinking, okay, saints, like, what does it take to become a saint? Well, we, weren't we kind of talking about yeah. this at dinner the other night, like martyrs and saints and yeah, things? We were, yeah, we, yeah, we were just tr- tr- brushing up on our, our Catholic knowledge. Because Lisa, our guest, was also Catholic, right? I think so. And you're, you dragged me into that whole faith thing when I had to, you know, when, when I got married. Well, just I had just to take so the... that we had to get married. Well, we didn't have to get married. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's in order to be married in a Catholic church, you had to educate yourself. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was not a shotgun wedding. (laughs) Anyway, so the first thing that you have to do if you want to become a saint is you have to become a Catholic. Oh, okay. So baptize, uh, go through your... Yeah, so it's you go through the protocol. You have to be... You have to be a Catholic to be a saint. Yes. Right. And then you have to live an exemplary life. Very pious. Over oh, two. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently a lot of saints like started off really rocky and really sinful in their early days. And, and then they can't be a saint? No. They can all of a sudden um, ch- change and become a new a new person. Well, at least they gave them that break. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, they lived the last portion or the rest of the of, of their life in a very saintly way. Okay. That's Yes. It's a good criteria. Then the other thing is you have to manage to perform two miracles. Now, you don't have to do them while you're alive. Okay. You can do them after you've passed away as long as there's a connection between your life and what's happening here. And what is the definition of a, a miracle then? That's the obvious question. Well, I think I think most people would agree that it's something that can't be explained on earth. So like how we moved to France with three dogs in the middle of a pandemic? Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's a miracle. That's a miracle. <laughs> I wonder who sponsored that. Maybe St. <laughs> Francis of Assisi, maybe? Yeah, but we won't benefit from it until we die, apparently. Oh, I see. For us, right. Well, you forgot the first criteria is that you have to live a saintly life. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we're out. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, the last thing you have to do is die. You have to be dead to be a saint? You have to be dead. They don't even consider you for sainthood uh, until five years after your death. What a bummer. <laughs> you never find out. You don't even know if your miracles took. Yeah. And here's a here's a funny thing. And we were talking about that with, with Lisa and Dan. If you're a martyr, yeah. an official martyr, yeah. then you kind of get a, a get out of jail free card. Oh, I see. Yeah. So you can... You what become, does it take to be a martyr? Uh, you have to die... Oh, again, Def- with the death. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Defending the religion. Oh, man. What, where did this term martyrdom come from then uh, in, in modern day use? Like, oh, boy, was she ever a martyr? Well, how could she be a martyr if she's still alive? Like, you know what I'm saying? What, what? Well, I think it's just become part of our uh-huh. our everyday vocabulary when, when someone is doing something and they, they're feeling sorry for themselves. Okay. Don't you think? That's yeah. exactly my feeling of it, Or, but I don't see quite the connection there. So you have to be dead to be a martyr, dead to be a saint. Well, that's not very fun. N- no, I know. So I'm, I, I'm not applying to that. You know, I'm not going to be um, living my life piously. Oh, no. And, no. Because um, I don't really need to be a saint. It's not. Why, why start now, right? Exactly. Exactly. 
But interestingly enough, this this area and France in general is a very Catholic country. No, I understand that. Yeah. And just looking at the numbers, there are 45,000 Catholic churches and chapels in France. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Wow. And and we know that from just going from commune village to town, there's always a church. Well, and and something I learned at French class today, and I'm not sure which of these holidays that's coming up right like over the next two weeks or so, three weeks, I think it does have something to do with Toussaint's holiday, mm-hmm. La Toussaint. Uh, and that is that uh, they go to church and they pray and then they all go to the cemeteries and they take chrysanthemums. So you will see over the next couple of weeks, all of the cemeteries in France just adorned with flowers. It's big, wow. big commerce day for the flower shops. Of course. But all chrysanthemums. All. Wow. And they're every and they're on every tomb. And they're everywhere. So the, I, I think it's an actual day. Like the kids have two weeks off, but I think mm. that it's an actual day. Right. I think it's November first that they celebrate right. um, All Saints Day. I think you're right. I think that is it, and that's what happens. And so, uh, as a result, it's a it's a bank holiday. They call everything a bank holiday here, whether it's religious or or not. They're they're called bank holidays. That's because the banks are closed. Because the banks are closed. So that would be another example of that. Well, all very interesting. Looking forward to seeing the uh, flowers in the cemetery. Another person who would never consider himself a saint, although he is a saint to us. Yes. And that's our good friend, Dan Duran. And uh, Dan and I go way, way back in the time machine, back to 77. I think we mentioned that on last week's podcast. We kind of grew up in radio together, ended up in Ontario together. And um, so it, it became time for Dan to make a trip to France. I was so excited. And I was also really, really happy to meet Lisa. Yeah. Uh, the four of us had such a great time. Yeah. We uh, checked out uh, a degustation at a brand new winery, which I just loved. Yeah. Well, you lucked out. It's become your, your top, right? It's my favorite In that one. region? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very good. And uh, we then took part in a couple of nice lunches because uh, Dan was only here with Lisa for a couple of days and they're off to Italy. Venice, I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. But while he was here and while you were sleeping, Dan and I had a little sit down here in the studio. All right. All right. We are here with Mr. Dan Duran, who has been our guest, along with his lovely partner, Lisa, here for the last... Uh, how many? Three, two, three days? I honestly have lost count. I oh, don't know anymore. That's good. <laughs> that, is, that is a good sign. Can I, can I just, uh, before we go any further, uh, can I pass on some congratulations? Sure. Okay. Congratulations, Dan, on uh, not spilling anything. <laughs> you actually noticed that, yeah. And not breaking anything. Oh, I have not done that either. But I got to tell you, I, I, I don't think you noticed that I noticed something that almost happened yesterday. <laughs> and <laughs> you tried to <laughs> you tried to hide your error and uh, cover it up, but I saw it, the whole thing. Did you? Yes. We yeah. were in here, and you, and you were sitting <laughs> right where I'm sitting now. Yeah. With a uh, full glass, stem glass, that was a mistake of mine, uh, stem <laughs> glass of wine. <laughs> And I was uh, sitting at the drum kit playing you all these different sounds. And you decided, with your headphones on, to, for some reason, walk across the room. <laughs> the cable from said headphones 
caught the glass. <laughs> And I don't know how in the hell this did not spill all over my console, but it dragged oh. the glass oh the complete God. length of this table. Oh, and you, you caught it just as it was going to hit the computer keyboard. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think you saw that. I saw the yeah. entire thing. Yeah, that must have been in slow motion for you. <laughs> well, what can I do? Way back here. Behind the drum kit, which you were uh, yes. expertly drumming away on, showing me your skills. Uh, well, anyway, yeah. I just... Just, uh, your French drumming skills. I just thought I'd, I'd yeah, let you know that you. it was it thank was you. duly noted. Uh, but mm -hmm. the bottom line is nothing happened. Yeah. And I did promise on the last podcast that we would give a full report on your. Yeah, that's true. You know what? I I, I was uh, and and well deserved cautionary uh, efforts on your side because I have we've yeah there has been times I've 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 let go a few glasses mm -hmm. of red wine here and there just due to. You know, a history of clumsiness. I was really, really trying hard not to do anything. No, you did. Would, yeah. So, I got to tell you, you, I thought you did really well. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, on that note, we move to uh, topic number two, and that is uh, true congratulations are in order because you do have a, another film coming up. How many how many movies have you been in? I think movie and TV shows, it's, it's somewhere around 70. Wow. And a lot of them, I, uh, I've been typecast a little bit in, as, as a... Uh, as a newscaster, so hmm. newscaster, sportscaster, game show host, mm -hmm. I'm the go-to guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interviewer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. So, uh, yeah, and you know, uh, you can make a living doing that. So, uh, good for you, man. Mm -hmm. you, f you know what? You found your lane. <laughs> you found your lane. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No. That's that's the lane. Yeah. yeah. No. So yeah, no, I just got a brand new uh, new one in this as a uh, as a noted newscaster. I found out after I got the role actually. That it it it's a famous newscaster. I'm not just playing a newscaster. I'm playing a specific newscaster so now, from history. So now you're doing like biographical stuff. And, yes, and and you're playing the parts of real human beings, right? Which is to me a, a huge expansion of your abilities. Yeah, because yeah. you know, creating your own character is, I think, a little easier than trying to play one that already exists. Yeah, so I'm. Going to be uh, watching newsreels. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> see, spending a little time with YouTube to see uh, exactly how this gentleman, who I can't reveal, yeah, because they, uh, that's fine. A lot of times in movies now, you're not allowed to talk about them because they want to. The companies that make the films want to own the uh, uh, the social media presence, the, the marketing, and the marketing has yeah. to be. Uh, you know, so they've got their own ideas. They don't want the actors going, you know, off on a. On a tangent, something that they didn't want to really want to do. No, I understand that. But maybe uh, when it does become public, and I don't know when that would be, maybe it's released, maybe we can regroup and yeah. uh, talk about it again. Because I'll come it, back here and celebrate. <laughs> it's a very prominent uh, newscaster, and it will be played by none other than Mr. Dan Duran. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I would ask is uh, your thoughts on this region and uh, the time that you guys had here. I, it was short, but it was it was re we got a lot in. Not too much. Not too much. Yeah. You know, it was uh, being where it is, and you, you people have seen the the uh, the Facebook page and the pictures here. It, it, you know, what I didn't expect is that how how uncommercial it is. I thought that you know, just like anywhere else in North America, like I even in you know the rural areas, uh, comparable size towns and cities in you know Alberta, Ontario, whatever. There's you know, there's lots of commerciality. There's lots of signs, and there's. Mm -hmm. Lots of litter, unfortunately, as well. And here, it's entirely different. The, uh, I mean, you know, like 
in uh, in Canada, the barns are, you know, like your standard red barn or different colors, but that's shape. And here the barns are made of stone. And that's and, and it's, a, it's a very rural community you're in here. And I've spent uh, part, part of my life growing up on a ranch. And so it's just interesting seeing how how things are done here. I, you know, every, I, I, I've said this many times, and I'm sure it's, it's, it's not, you know, genius kind of uh, an observation, but, it, but everybody here does things just a little bit differently. You know, yeah. the same exact thing, it's, it's being accomplished, but it's just different, you know, just a, and, it's, and it's charming and it's interesting. And I love seeing how societies, different societies, because I've traveled a fair bit. I just love seeing how different societies uh, end up doing things. And you know what? It's, it, this is just an amazing area. And I understand why you, you've done the big move. Well, and that, that's, the, that's the question I have for most people who come here, because I'm sure I'm a lunatic back home. Uh, but, uh, hmm. like, what is he doing? Who, who would do that? Why would anyone, you know? But you, you, you get it now, right? Yeah. We've, no, I, I, I know exactly why you chose this area. And, and, it, and it fits to both you and Julie's, your personalities, and why you would do this. You know, because it's, it's in, in, in a strange way, it's almost the same kind of thing that you had in uh, outside of Can- uh, in Toronto. Rockwood, in Rockwood. In Rockwood, yeah. 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 It's all, you know, the same, uh, you know, you have a dog run, you have uh, mm-hmm. a jeet, which is, you know, there was the cabin in the woods. And, yeah, the guest house. I uh, had a drive shed, and you have that here, and you have a shop, which you made, which you did there. It's all kind of the same thing, but it's just, well, it's a lot nicer, i got to say. That. This is pretty <laughs> you've, cool. You've improved it, yeah. Yeah, so. well, and, and, you know, the one thing, the, the guest house was really, really important because that we love, as you know, we love to host, and... Um, we, uh, we, we've we've really uh, lucked out in 2022. You know, we've had everybody from my family here to my buddy Barry and his girlfriend and uh, Adam Kingsbury and Mila and their little fella Jude. Uh, you guys, John and Stacy and Howard and Randy next week. So, I mean, uh, we're we're blessed. But but that's what we want. We want to be able to you know entertain our friends and uh, yeah. We, I think we were discussing it last night, and it was kind of interesting that, uh, you know, in make, coming up with this decision, even our friends like you and Howard, when we were in Toronto, we really didn't get that much time together. I mean, we met for the odd lunch, but it was kind of like lunch and then goodbye, or the odd time you would come out, or we would go there, because you were on the Oshawa side of things, right. the Peterborough side, yeah. and uh, it, we just didn't we just didn't connect that often. So you come here for three days, and that's way more time uh, spent seeing you yeah. this, this year than 2021 <laughs> or, or 2019. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's it's been great spending time with you again, and you getting to meet Lisa. Yes, and then, absolutely. You know, and then and, and then just uh, you know hanging out with you, being in a car. You know, I didn't know quite that you were the the Formula One driver that you are. <laughs> oh please. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> well. <laughs> I think you were a little more restrained in Ontario than you were here, but the, I, I mean, also you you love driving in the uh, the roads here. And are... can you can you now see why? Mm-hmm. There's no traffic here. There's no traffic. Yeah, that was amazing. I mean, we were here however many days we were. The first time we saw a car on the opposing side in the country here, you know, driving, we, we had to move over because the roads yeah. here are, are literally like one lane roads around here. Yeah. And it was what, two, two days of driving before we, uh, before it happened. Yeah. yeah. Before that it's so, Oh, okay. That's kind of interesting. And it was kind of interesting. You, yeah. You know, there was a, you know, there's just that first step, that first, you know, wheel over the curb. Then, you know, that, that's the big one. You do, <laughs> oh, you do have to watch yourself. Rolling down those hills. No, and no, no. Escarpments. And, and yeah. there are very few barriers here for the cars 
uh, to crumple yeah, into if they have to. Yeah, right. To hold you onto the road. Yeah. So you do have to be careful. And, um, I, you know, I, I kind of learned my lesson the first year when I still have my Canadian license, which is good because I haven't had any touch wood, haven't had any tickets or, or uh, you know, photo radar clicks for at least oh, almost two years now. So... Oh, you had the the big cluster right at the beginning. Right at the beginning. Oh, I thought it was like over a period of time until. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. So you've you've learned from your mm-hmm. mistakes. I have, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. What what was the budget for uh, for the, the the tickets? I don't think it matters at this point. No, it, it might be interesting to know how much. Uh, I, I don't know. It's probably in the area of uh, uh, five hundred euros in total mm. over over a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. it was up there. Well. Good thing you learned to save that money because mm-hmm. you can now put plow it into something, yeah, more fruitful and rewarding. yeah, like buying yeah. plastic wine glasses for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan Duran, thank All you right. for uh, stopping in. We've got to get yeah. you packed up and out of here. It's packed been... up, out of here. I've got to have a. I'm going to have a swim before I go. I haven't done that yet. Okay, got, uh, yeah, been planning on it, and just every time I wanted to, something happened. Okay, well, let's go down and let's do that. Yeah, and do uh, yeah. in the meantime, thank you very much for uh, coming and staying at Chez Jeff et, et Julie. Yeah. And uh, this place is open to you anytime. Well, I, I can't wait to come back next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was great, you guys. It sounded yes. so good. We had fun. Yes. Now, I, re- I just remembered the winery that we were at that you really love. Oh, okay. And it's called Clos La Coutale. Clos Le... La Coutale. La Coutale. Fun fact, Quebec mm-hmm. is one of the largest purchasers of their wine. Really? He was saying that they ship 120,000 bottles to Quebec. Well, now I know why. I love that stuff. So, I mean, the SA, well, the SAQ is the second largest purchaser of alcohol in the world, followed only by the LCBO. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- We'll be including some uh, some pictures. It's also one of the nicer looking wineries and degustation areas that we've seen. Mm-hmm. And but we had to go back after lunch because Mr. Dandoran forgot his eyewear. Oh yeah, that's right. And I'm so glad you reminded me about that because here I thought he he got off scot free on this trip with no spilling and no breaking, but he did forget his eyewear at at the degustation. Right, and we had and, to, and we had to go back and pick it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And today I, I went just to do a little bit of cleanup, and what do I see on the table? Oh no, his glasses. <laughs> ah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> his glasses. So. Oh, now we're, this is going to be a big deal because we're going to have to give those glasses to Howard next week and he's not going to be oh, happy. I know, I know. I don't want to take those back. <laughs> Why should I have to take those back? <laughs> but oh. I, I do I do want to thank um, Dan and Lisa for bringing a massive quantity of North American chewing gum. Oh, that's got to last you a year. A week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, stop no. it. No, no, it, 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 it's fantastic. And it's all the flavors that I like, the peppermint, the spearmint, the, there's the chiclet type, there, mm-hmm. there are sticks of gum. Like uh, I've got a huge uh, variety. So I won't have to be buying any French gum anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Gum only became popular in France during the Second World War because the Red Cross was bringing um, sticks of gum. And when the Americans would come in, they would hand out packets of gum to the, vill- the villagers. Oh. So it became, it, it caught on. It became very popular. And since that time, France is the number two consumer of gum in the world after, after 
the U.S. Well, you never know it by the quality. I, we I you, Maybe you're shopping at the wrong spots, because how could it be that bad? Well, I, I found one type that was... Like chewing sawdust. Yeah, and hard. Hard and yeah. flavorless. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I, I did find one French brand that I could kind of muddle through. Mm-hmm. Um, but, okay. uh, yeah. but still not, not to the quality of the ones you like. No. So I'm very grateful. Thank you, you two, for bringing me my gum. <laughs> so uh, during our little broadcast, because Dan and I guested on Humble and Fred uh, the other day, and it was during that podcast that I asked Howard to bring me something special, <laughs> and that is my favorite uh, underarm deodorant. Mm-hmm. which he found uh, as a very unusual request <laughs> and will probably yeah, haunt me the rest of my days. But he then sends me a picture this morning. He bought like five of them. <laughs> so, yes. This You're not going to be stinky for a while. No, and that's the thing. It, uh, the, for some reason, the ones that are here, and I've tried a few of them, they just don't, they don't work with me, my chemistry. I don't know what the deal is, but I have uh, some Menon Ocean Surf that's my brand, mm-hmm. Men in Ocean Surf, which you can't get here, coming from Canada. Thank you, Howard. I hope you make it through security with all that. <laughs> so I have got my chewing gum. Yes. You're going to have your deodorant. And that brings me to the French phrase of the day. Okay. Not the deodorant part, the... but the chewing gum part. Okay. Here we go. All right. Um, and uh, I have to confess that this is actually an American saying that was translated into French. And it makes sense because chewing gum was invented in, in America. Okay, well, that's fair. Okay. I so, think it was invented by Wrigley's, Mr. Wrigley. No, it was invented by uh, uh, in the 1840s by a guy named John Curtis. Oh. And he used sap from trees. Um, that was the first chewing gum. <laughs> it's wow. evolved. It's gotten better. Holy God. <laughs> that sounds yummy. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, I think it was called spruce tree gum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, here goes. Here goes. Nous ne serons jamais un pays civilisé aussi longtemps que nous dépenserons moins d'argent sur les livres que pour les chewing gum. Mm. Just uh, go slower at the okay. beginning. Nous ne serons jamais. So, uh, we uh, have never or are never. We will never. We'll, we'll never. Okay. Uh, un pays civilisé. Uh, be a civilized country. Mm-hmm. Aussi longtemps. Uh, or long time. <laughs> it's as long. Or as long. Okay. Que nous dépenserons. As long as we spend? Yes. Okay. Moins d'argent. Less money. Pour les livres. On books. Que pour les chewing gum. <laughs> uh, then um, for chewing gum. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, I just couldn't, you know, as we go through it, I can do better. But mm-hmm. like if I were to hear that sentence like all blasted out like that, not a, not a prayer. But as we, you know, I can, but that's a good saying. Yeah, it is a good saying. So one more time. Nous ne serons jamais un pays civilisé aussi longtemps que nous dépenserons moins d'argent pour les livres que pour les chewing gum. It's <laughs> a good saying. I like it. That yeah. is uh, today's French phrase du jour. So, chewing gum will clearly not be something that people will miss when they leave 
France. No. So there's there's a bunch of things that have been reported in several articles about what French people miss once they leave the country or when they're traveling. Oh, I, 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 I guarantee the bread just has to be one. I mean, the, this bread, I can't. You know, it's we have three sets of guests that came and are arriving here in October. I'm going to be nine thousand pounds again. I mean, because I've done really well losing weight, but of course we're off to the patisserie and and the boulangerie, and we're picking up you know croissant and bread. Oh, it's got to be bread. It's got to be in there. The the baguettes. It's like it, most of, of the surveys and articles that are written about this uh, will name bread, like fresh, crusty bread, yeah. as being the number one item. It's the best in the world. Yeah, it's really delicious. And going back to last week's podcast, in many of these articles, cheese comes in at number two. Yeah, I can see cheese because they're. they're I mean, they they've reserved a uh, a whole. Uh, serving at a meal for cheese. So, you know, when, when as we've said many times before, we go out for dinner and there's a whole serving of cheese that, that comes before dessert and after the main. I mean, it's a... It's, 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 a, it's a different it's culture. A cor- it's a course. It's a course. It, it's the yeah. cheese cor- yeah. course. Um, one of the items that, they, that I read in this particular article was shopping at the market. And that really speaks to me. I love going to the market it, it's such a different experience than going into a superstore where you're going down these big aisles mm-hmm. and there's no community, there's no talking, there's no sharing recipes. You go to these local markets, you have very fresh produce and you have interaction and it's it's always very, very positive. I, I, I've got my little shopping basket and you they know, have nicknames for you. They and... do. They call me Canada. <laughs> oh, no, that's great. And yeah, and it's a real sense of community at these markets. And it's not just food. They, they sell all kinds of wares and things. And it is a wonderful part of France. And then there are specific markets, you know, like in the in the summertime, there's the uh, the gourmand Marché Gourmand. Marché Gourmand, and they happen uh, on a weekly basis throughout the summer at all of the little villages and towns, or most of them, and those are also just hugely uh, about the community. Yes. You know? The other thing, and we've talked about this before, and it relates to community and to people, is people, the French say bonjour when they enter a store. Oh, when When they enter a restaurant, when they cross people on a path. Path, yeah. Um, it, it's a it's a it's a really lovely thing, and I can see how people would miss that if they're used to you know being acknowledged as a, as, well, a, as a person. They aren't going to get it in North America, I'll tell you that. No, well, nowhere. I, I know. I told this this story, but quickly when I was back in Toronto, I decided that I would experiment and say hello to anybody on my on my walks. Mm-hmm. That I would say hello to anybody who crossed my path, and it was overwhelming how how the majority of people answered back and and were engaged. They, they were surprised. They were surprised. But pleasantly surprised. Yes. yes. Like there was no one going, oh, what does she want? <laughs> yes. No, that's nice. Uh, what, what else do uh, French people miss when they uh, go elsewhere? So the restaurant experience uh, here and, and places in general where there are many people or crowds mm-hmm. is at a much lower volume. I've I have noticed this, and I've talked about this. You're kidding me. No, it, it's one of the things, all of a sudden, they get, like, noise pollution when they go to a restaurant in New York or when they go, you know, to, even to an, another, to Germany. Even other countries in the EU don't have the same um, 
policy of keeping things calm and quiet. It's not even a policy. It's just civil. I mean, you know, it's just a very, I got to say, France is a very gentle country. And I mean, I'm going to say I've I've over the years been a a large offender of being loud in a restaurant just because my voice cuts and it carries. But here I'm I'm actually quite aware of it. And and I don't even think about it anymore because I no longer speak at the level that I used to. And I just don't even, it's it's not necessary. And it doesn't mean you're not having fun. You can still have fun without annoying every single person around you. You just don't need to do that. No. You remember that one time we were having lunch at Tournant d'Agenais? And there were, uh, there yes. were, there was a, there were two couples having lunch uh, oh. on the edge of the, t- the terrace. And this was outside. And I think no, two they were, were American. American. No, no, no. They were American. They're all four. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Two of them were American. Two of them. And the other two, I think, were British. Yeah. And the difference in the decibel volume? level was so elevated. Daggering from both of them, the man and the woman. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just a result of what's natural in their country. I mean, it's natural to speak at that volume in restaurants. I think one of the things over the years that has maybe contributed to that is the the volume of music in restaurants. You know, I don't know why it has to be so loud. It isn't It isn't here. It's just background noise yeah. here. But how many times have we gone to, even in Canada, like a Boston pizza or something, and I've had to say, excuse me, could, could we just... You just knock that back a notch. We're not at a concert here. Can we just yeah, because that tone in, it down. That incites you to speak more loudly yes. so that you can be understood. And yeah, it's it's not as it's not as pleasant. But you know, hearkening back to that that lunch, it was noticeable. Like it mm-hmm. hit us. Oh, they're they're being loud over oh, there. It didn't just hit us. Everyone was looking over there. <laughs> yeah. What else is on your list of uh, things that people well, from again, France this miss? Is, this is remarkable because we've talked about this. It's the children's manners. <sighs> For sure. Especially around meals. I think there's it's cultural. Eating and being in a family or with friends is is sacrosanct. It's 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 something that you uh, do when you like people, when you love people. So there's there's a whole kind of guideline on how to behave. The the children here are absolutely amazing and it is noticeable it is noticeable how well-behaved children are in restaurants and when i say that i'm going to say from say three four-year-olds to 12-year-olds that that swath of kids are just incredible here Mm -hmm. and invariably when you see a child misbehaving in a restaurant they're not from here well, yeah. I mean, we we used to walk into a restaurant and see a family with three kids, and we'd go, oh, "Let's sit very far away." Not a problem here. here. It's not a problem. Not no. a problem at all. <laughs> no, that's really interesting that you'd bring that up because that's also an observation that we had when we moved here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, we've we've talked about it on previous podcasts. So, yeah. The other item that comes up quite a bit yeah. um, are the um, high speed trains. Oh, yeah, the trains. So, and we will keep repeating this. If you come to visit us, consider going to Paris for a few days, as Dan and Lisa did, as Howard and Randy are doing. Then hop on the fast train from Montparnasse, and you're here, down here in three hours. It's perfect. It's an elegant ride. They're Mm -hmm. clean. It's on time. It's really on time. You do not want to miss your train. Um, And while you're on the train, the other thing that that we talk about all the time are the varying landscapes. Oh, it's amazing. We don't have to go, we don't have to drive very far to see a completely different landscape. Well, even on the way to Toulouse to the airport yesterday with uh, 
with Dan and uh, Lisa, I, w- I was noting, okay, as you can see, things have flattened out quite dramatically here, and we're only half an hour from where we left, you know. Yeah, the, you, you can get the oceans, you can get the, mm-hmm. you know, the mountains, the Alps. Like, there's just so, so many wonderful places to explore within one country. So that kind of wraps up, you know, what what people miss the most. Majority They're, of, yeah. Yeah, but I think as we started out saying, baguettes, cheese, I would add wine. Um, yeah. Probably the things that they um, miss the most when they leave the country. Oh, that's really interesting. And, you know, uh, one, you, you're going to find pockets of well-behaved kids and pockets of this and pockets of that. But you ain't never going to find the bread that they sell here. It just, <laughs> it just is not possible. I don't know how they do it. I don't know what the secret is. But the bread here in France is just... It's, it's addictive. It's the number one, and it's got to be the number one bread in the world. I can't even imagine it tasting any better. Well, it's an art form. It is an <laughs> art form here. So what are we, what is this thing now we're doing? Well, I I, we I, got I, the big invite from the mayor mm. of our commune. <laughs> That's what they call things. It's not a commune, like, like religious, it's community. It, yeah. Um, to uh, participate in uh, an apéro. Yeah, um, it's a welcoming thing. For for people who have just moved into this region. And now we've been here area. two years, but they, they had to cancel ours in 2020 because of COVID. So this is, is this the, f- the first one? Yeah, it's the first one. Since we moved here? Yes. Holy. Yes. So we will All be right. meeting people that have uh, moved here since 2020 and and, you know, uh, maybe Since a short then, night. I'm just saying. It, you know, it, it's it's. We have to make an appearance. Yeah. We have to say hi to the mayor. I think that's a good. Well, well, that's a good move. Okay. Well, not only that, then we can we can add uh, we can add some of the photos and, and experience to next week's podcast. Then that's perfect. Okay. So we'll uh, like. I, honestly, I'm afraid we're going to be the only one. There are 2,500 people in our little commune. And I don't think that number goes up. I think it goes down every year. <laughs> and uh, I'm just afraid that we're going to go there and it's it's going to be you, me, and the mayor. That's okay. I've got some things to talk to him about. Okay. If it does get to that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like when's mm. my fiber coming in? And mm. no, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that uh, comes to the, 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 the nice welcoming. Hey, what uh, about our road? Hey, what, what about, about this? The, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, we won't be those people, but, uh. We'll uh, we'll give you a, a full written report on your desk next Friday morning on uh, Chapter 41 of our podcast. We also have more guests arriving on Tuesday. So next week on the show, we will also talk with humble Howard Glassman. He is the he and Fred humble and Fred show are the facilitators of our podcast. Uh, and we'll get his impressions of France and go through the ins and outs of producing a podcast. I can't tell you how many times people say, how does that all work? How do you get your podcast to iTunes and, and the whole thing? So we'll, we will, uh, we'll go through uh, that with uh, Howard and uh, uh, find out how traveling with your ex-wife, how much fun that can be. It's going to be a couple of stories. And there is a programming note. Humble and Fred Radio will be coming to you from the Jeff and Julie Studios in France on Thursday, October the 27th. So uh, check your local listings for times on that one. Um, it'll be very similar to the one that uh, Dan and I just uh, did on Humble and Fred this last week. But we're going to try and do a, a very special version of the show uh, for Humble and Fred Radio next week. So, that's amazing. Uh, so that's all that we have for you today. Thanks for joining us. This is Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic. Au revoir.